Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 31 of Genesis chapter 3. And we're reading verses 22 through 24. And Jehovah God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Therefore Jehovah God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. In our last study, we were looking at the first part of verse 22. Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And we spent some time, and I think it was time uh, well spent, uh, discussing the Bible's teaching that God is one God, yet three persons. And that's, that's why, uh, the statement is made concerning one of us in, in referring to the Godhead. And it was within the Godhead that one of the three persons would would be laden with the sins of the elect, those predestinated to salvation, would uh, then experience the wrath of God and suffer and die for those sins, paying for them at the foundation of the world, and then later enter into the world, being sent, the Son, we're told, was sent of the Father, into the world. One of the three persons of the Godhead. Now, we um, have to also recognize that, um, you know, that doesn't settle things for us or really fully explain things because, according to Jesus, um, I and the Father are one. And uh, in Isaiah 9, Unto us a son is given, and and one of his names is going to be the Everlasting Father. So, it's all mysterious. It's all mysterious, but God does um, view the, the work of Christ as though Christ the Son performed the atonement. He was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world, although... I would not dare to try and separate the Father or the Holy Spirit from that atoning work. Yet, here God is um, making reference to one of the three, one of us. It's uh, it's similar, in a way, to Daniel, as far as the language of uh, one of us, to what we read in Daniel chapter 10, in verse 13, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia 
withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. Michael is another name for the Lord Jesus Christ. The name Michael means who is God or assuredly God. And one of the chief princes was Michael. But there were other chief princes. And he's one of them. And, um, of course, that would be uh, pointing to the Father and the Spirit. And likewise, uh, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. Now, we talked about knowing uh, evil in the last study, that it had to do with experiencing sin. And, and so man came to know evil. Well, it goes on to say uh, in the next part of the verse, And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. This verse doesn't finish the thought, but the next couple of verses do. Um, Jehovah God sent him forth of the garden in verse 23. Verse 24, he drove out the man in order to keep the man, or one of the reasons was to keep the man from putting forth his hand and taking of the tree of life and eating and as a result, living forever, because it was the tree of life. And just as God gave a name to the one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and and it was just an ordinary tree that God assigned that name to, but it, it was indeed the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because the the knowing of evil had to do with disobeying God concerning the tree. Well, likewise, God planted a tree of life in the midst of the garden, and uh, and all the time that Adam and Eve lived uh, before the fall, they they could have walked past that tree. Um, the tree was available to them, and that's because the tree of life was available to them due to the fact that they had life. Uh, They had eternal life if it was conditional, but they did have eternal life if they obeyed God. If they did not eat of that tree, then uh, let's say that day they did eat, they didn't eat. They would have lived. And the next day, if they they didn't eat of the tree, they would have lived. And in the next year, in the next hundred years, in thousand years, and so on. For as long as they did not eat, they would have lived. And so the tree of life uh, signified that they had life. It was available to them. It was in the place they were at, in the Garden of Eden. But it was a tree of life. And, and if you ate of the tree, you lived forever. But as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, one of the first things that God does in response is to uh, to mark the tree of life off limits and, and to remove man from the vicinity of the tree of life. So, in other words, what God did was to keep man 
from eating of it. And it makes all kinds of sense for God to do this because after Adam and Eve fell into sin, they were sinners. They had a spiritually dead soul. They had offended God. The law of God required their death. And and they died in that very day in their soul. And their body immediately began to um, to experience corruption because that life that they would have continued to live in their physical body would now come to an end. It would take some time because they had a perfect body, but but death entered in and it was guaranteed at some point they would physically die. And if they were not saved, that would be the end of them. That would be their death. For a sin-cursed man or woman to put forth their hand in their sin and and uh, with their guilt, and shame, and their rebellion, and and the wrath of God upon them, and God's justice unsatisfied regarding their sin, for a sin-cursed man to put forth his hand, and to take of the fruit of the tree of life, and to eat and to live, would have been just, just well, it, it would have been um just awful and terrible and it would have um done damage to God's law of and justice and uh, his righteousness his holiness his purity that that here is an impure unholy and unrighteous evil wicked man who now must live forever because he took of the tree that God said, if you eat thereof, you will live. And God would have had to have honored his word, just as he he was um, uh, faithful and sure concerning the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in a day you eat thereof, you'll die. Likewise, if they had managed to eat of the tree of life, they would have lived just according as the name of the tree indicates. And and so it's uh, extremely urgent and important for God to protect the tree uh, from that possibility. And that's what we see in verse 24. And when we get there, we'll look uh, more closely at that. It's protected by a flaming sword turning every way. and But also, God drives out the man and and he he is making sure that this man does not eat of the tree of life now what does that tree of life represent well we we have our um our our uh, understanding we we know that it points to Jesus but can we show that from the bible in Proverbs chapter 3, in Proverbs 3, it says in, uh, well, I'll start reading in verse 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, 
and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. Now, she is referring back to wisdom. Happy is the man that finds wisdom. She is more precious than rubies. She, wisdom, is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. Now, notice that language. That was God's concern in our verse in Genesis 3.22. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever, unless he lay hold upon her. And he drove out the man. He he set the flaming sword, the cherubim with the flaming swords, guarding the way of the tree of life, so that man could not eat of the tree of life. But the tree of life is wisdom. It's wisdom. Are we to understand that God has driven man out and away from wisdom, and then God has... Um, set up guards, lethal guards that will kill you. They have a flaming sword protecting wisdom so that man cannot eat of the tree or that man cannot obtain or lay hold of wisdom. Is, is that what we're to understand? Does that make sense? Is God keeping man back from wisdom? Is God holding man off and really um, doing all he can to prevent man from gaining wisdom? Well, the answer is yes, regarding unsaved man, the natural man, who are not God's elect. God is most definitely fighting against man and withholding wisdom from man. You know, we know in the Bible that God likens the whole human race to the wise and to the foolish. And it's only those that he saves that are called wise. The rest of the people of the world, which are the vast majority, billions, are spiritually in God's sight, fools. They they lack wisdom. They have their own understanding. They might have earthly intelligence, natural ability to reason. Yes, but from God's perspective, they're fools. And God keeps them in their foolishness. Maybe this will help explain why it is we read what we do in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I'll read a few verses here, beginning in verse 18, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, 
but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom, and that would be its wisdom, the world's wisdom, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Now notice verse 21 again. In the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. That is, it was according to God's determinate will and counsel and wisdom to uh, to allow the world to think that um, there is no God, uh, to to develop theories like evolution that just ridiculously, but but still uh, put forth an explanation for where we all came from without a God. And, and so forth. This is the wisdom of the world that God actively allowed the world and permitted the world to develop, to foster it, and, and to think and believe it, to trust in it, so that the world by wisdom would not know God. They would not know God. God kept them back he he held them from obtaining true wisdom and understanding which would be the the Lord Jesus Christ and and, and well actually in the same chapter in 1 Corinthians it says in verse 30 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30 but of him are ye in Christ Jesus who of God is made unto us wisdom Christ is made unto us wisdom, and wisdom is the tree of life. So yes, the tree of life is, in essence, a picture of Christ, a picture of wisdom. But remember what Jesus said when uh, he was speaking parables to uh, to the multitude, uh, in Matthew chapter 13. And, uh, you know, when, when we read these kinds of things in the Bible, sometimes we're surprised and, and, uh, maybe shocked that, uh, because of the way the church presents the gospel, the, the fallen corrupt church, the apostate church, they, they present a gospel that, um, it, well, God, has a wonderful plan for everyone's life. God loves everyone, and he just is so desirous for every human being to come to know him and to understand him. And and they think the Bible is easy as anything to understand. And and it, it just completely contradicts many things in the Bible, but especially this passage in Matthew 13, beginning in verse 10, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? 
Jesus spoke in parables, and we know the verse that says, without a parable, he did not speak. So he constantly spoke in parables, and the disciples want to know why. Why do you speak in parables? And we can see why they would they would ask why. You know, Jesus would tell a parable, and the disciples themselves would have no clue what he just said. And they would often come to him and say, you know, tell us the parable of of the sower, or the, this parable. In other words, what do you mean? A parable does not make something clear and understandable, but a parable serves to hide truth. It hides information. You you have to decipher it. And it's a mystery that has to be solved. And so the disciples want to know, why speak to people this way? And Jesus answered in verse 11, He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. That is, to the disciples who are representative of all those that God saves. And you may not know it immediately, uh, instantaneously, but but God reveals truth. He opens the understanding, the minds of his people, to perceive. And that's what Jesus meant. It's given to you. You will know parables. You will know how the Bible was written. You will understand scripture. But it goes on to say at the end of verse 11, but to them it is not given. That is, to the unsaved people of the world, it is not for them to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. It is not for them to know wisdom. It is not for them to understand the Bible. They can understand it on a historical level. They can understand it on a grammatical level. They can understand uh, the morality of thou shall not kill or steal. But they cannot understand the mystery of the Bible, the deeper hidden truth, the wisdom that is concealed in the scripture. It is not given to them. For whosoever hath, it says in verse 12, to him shall be given and he shall have more abundance, but whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Esaias, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted and I should heal them. Notice what Jesus just said. It is not given to them to understand, uh, because if uh, it were given, 
then they would see with their eyes, and they would hear with their ears, and they would have understanding with their heart, and they would be converted and healed. And to be converted and healed means they be saved. And to be saved means you have life, eternal life, eternal life. You see, Jesus is saying the exact thing that Genesis 3 is teaching when God places the tree of life off limits and protects it with the cherubim and the flaming sword and drives out the man. God is, it appears, doing everything he can to make sure man does not live, to make sure that man does not take of that tree, that he does not experience eternal life. Just as God has placed the same sort of flaming sword and cherubim around the Bible. The Bible is the Word of God, and Jesus is the Word made flesh. Jesus is wisdom. The Word of God is wisdom. The tree of life is wisdom. And the Bible, therefore, in a very real way, is the tree of life. If you can eat of the Bible, if you can take the fruit that the Bible offers off of any of its leaves from Genesis to Joshua, to the Psalm, to the Gospel of John, to the little book of Jude or Revelation, if you could manage to take and eat of the Word of God, the Bible, that is to to partake with with your eyes now seeing and your ears now hearing and your heart now understanding and then you would be converted and live you you would you would take of wisdom and yet god has protected his word he set um these flaming swords round about it so the natural man the the man who's of the world, the the man who is dull of hearing and gross of heart, the unsaved individual cannot comprehend, he cannot grasp the truths of the word of God. It, it It's off limits to him by his own ability. He just cannot obtain wisdom. He cannot penetrate the barriers of protection that God has established around the scripture. Only when God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, makes a way, makes a way to the tree of life for those people that he redeemed and saved and paid for their sins, then, well, then the the tree of life is available to them. And they have access to it. And and so the children of God today, as well as all throughout history, we come to the Bible and it becomes our daily bread. We feed upon it and receive spiritual nourishment that nourishes our eternal soul. And we will continue to feed upon it into eternity future. The, the word of the Lord endureth forever. And so this is the teaching 
that God is um, instructing us in in this account concerning the tree of life and why it was placed off limits. You can't have the natural man who is not one of God's elect, and, and that means someone whose sins were not paid for. The natural man has not had God justify him and pay for his sins, and, and therefore it's absolutely uh, necessary that the tree of life be off limits to them, that be impossible for them to obtain and eat from. And and so salvation is impossible with man. In order for it to be possible, God has to make that way. And, and so it's impossible with man, but possible with God for his elect. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.